Hi, Barry Lee with 92.5 Wink FM. Excited to be at Rouse City Hall hosting our second season of the City of Winchester's podcast, The Rouse Review. The way this works, twice each month on the second and fourth Thursday, we explore city services, programs, and events, and we discuss information that you need to know. So, up first is the Council Bluff. That's a bottom line upfront recap of the February 25th, 2020 Council meetings. During the regular meeting, Council received an overview of the 275th anniversary celebration during the year 2019 from George Schember, member of the Winchester Frederick County Historical Society, which was appointed as the lead planning committee for the celebration. Council also formally appointed Mary T. Price as interim city manager, effective March 17, 2020, and for an indefinite period. The first reading to establish the composition and election schedule for the Winchester School Board was held. At the February 11th meeting, Council forwarded an option to this meeting for first reading and future adoption if the General Assembly approves the Charter Amendment. Under this option, the two current at-large seats that are set to expire on June 30th of 2020 will be eliminated. The term for the remaining at-large seat set to expire in 2020 shall be extended to December 31st, 2020 and shall be on the board. Therefore, the 2020 election shall consist of four members for the school board, including the vacant seat for Ward 2, two other ward seats to be randomly selected by the city electoral board, and the remaining 2020 at-large seat. And since this was a first reading, no action was required. The item was forwarded to the March 10, 2020 regular meeting for public hearing and official vote. At the work session, Council discussed a resolution to amend the comprehensive plan to define the entire city as an urban development area, or UDA, per Virginia Code. This can improve the city's chances for receiving state transportation funding in the future. Council forwarded the resolution to the March 10, 2020 regular meeting for official vote. Communications Director Amy Simmons presented the city's 2019 annual report to Council. The report highlights the services provided and accomplishments made over 2019 by all city departments. The report now is available on the city's website. Public Services Director Perry Eisenach presented seven options for changing the trash and recycling collection services to Council in order to address several issues, including the global recycling market challenges. And by the way, Perry is here today to discuss these options in the next segment, so stay tuned for an overview of the recent discussion with Council. At the February 11th work session, Council discussed potential code changes to rectify inconsistencies with the city charter structure. The charter states that the city should be managed by a city manager who is responsible for administration of the city's affairs, including management, appointment, and supervision of all city employees. Essentially, the council establishes the policies and overall goals of the city, and the city manager is responsible for the daily operations and implementing those policies and goals. Section 5C of the charter gives council the right to appoint or remove department heads at its pleasure, but council has only opted to exercise this right with the police chief position as stated in city code. Also in city code, the police chief is allowed to appeal his or her termination by the city manager to council. These two operations are inconsistent with the charter structure of the council's city manager form of government and are not required by the Code of Virginia. Council continued the discussion at the February 25th work session and three options provided by the city attorney. Council forwarded option one to the March 10th, 2020 meeting for first reading. With option one, council may adopt an ordinance amending city code and deleting sections 20 through 17b and c to better align with the city charter. 
This amendment will make all department heads, including the police chief, fall under the purview of the city manager only. For more information on these topics and to view the agenda packet, visit the City of Winchester website and click Council Meeting Agendas under the Government tab. At Tuesday's City Council meeting, as I reported in the Council Bluff, Public Services Director Perry Eisenach provided an overview of some possible options for the City's trash and recycling collection services. So we've whisked him upstairs here to explain the issues and options. Perry, great to have you back with us. Thanks, Barry. It's always nice to be with you. So let's start with the why. Why is the City researching possible changes to these services? Sure. Well, providing curbside trash and recycling services is one of the many important services that the city provides to, to our residents. Um, back at last October, I provided city council with an overview of the trash and recycling issues that we're currently experiencing. At the conclusion of that work session last October, council directed us to develop options for possible changes to the overall program for possible consideration during the FY21 budget process. The interim city manager will begin discussing the proposed budget options with council in March, so we really needed to get this information to city council before that so that we could get direction from them on how they would like us to proceed with these options. So what are some of the issues that you've experienced with the trash and recycling program that prompted this research and the discussion? Well, one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now is how the changing international markets for recycling have really changed the demand for those materials. Um, it's a national problem. We're not the only ones right, experiencing right. this issue. But um, China used to take pretty much all the recycling materials from the United States. That has virtually ceased. And so um, there's just not a market for a lot of these recycling materials. Um, that coupled with the fact that our local vendor uh, closed their operation, we used to take all of our recycling materials here to a, a business locally, right. they have closed, so we had to find a new vendor to, to take our materials. And so now we, we transport our paper and cardboard up to, to Maryland, and we take our plastic and can cans that are recycled to Manassas. So it's, it's really changed what we have to do and it, it, it's added uh, labor costs as well as uh, fuel costs to, to sure. drive to these places yeah. in addition to wear and tear on our trucks. Absolutely. A, a second uh, challenge that we're, we have been facing for a while now um, are employee related issues. The, the job that our employees do in, in picking up trash and recycling I think is one of the hardest jobs in the city. They, it, it's difficult. And unfortunately, as a result of the, the difficulty and, and the physical nature of the job, we, our employees have um, suffered a lot of injuries the past few years. And so that, that's a, a constant issue that we're dealing with. And it, it's, we found that it's, it's hard to keep employees because okay. it is such a difficult job. And so we've experienced a lot of turnover with, with our employees. So that's, that's another challenge that we have. Um, the third challenge that we have is that our, our trucks that we use to pick up trash and recycling are starting to get very old. The average age of our eight trucks is about 11 years old. Mm. And 
trucks are really only built to last about 10 years. So you're on borrowed time. We're on borrowed time. <laughs> wow. Yes. So Perry, what are the options that you presented to council? Well, we developed seven options that we presented at, at the council work session Tuesday night. Wow, <laughs> seven. That's, uh, that's, that's a lot to digest. It, it's, yes, it's a lot. <laughs> and and there, you know, there's a lot of differences between the options, so um, there, there's a lot of information there, and it, it, you know, it may be difficult for everybody to follow all, all of that. But. All right, well, let's start from the top. Sure. Well, the first option was probably the easiest one to understand it's it's the status quo option where we would just continue to do what we're doing today okay that option even though we're not really changing what we're doing today would still require an additional $250,000 um, as compared to what our current year budget is that's mainly for the additional cost for handling recycling okay so um, even if we just keep doing what we're doing today, we're still going to have to spend an additional $250,000 in next year's budget to, to be able to do that. Got it. Assuming that there will be no additional general fund revenues available to, to pay for any of these additional costs that we're talking about today, mm -hmm. the, really our only avenue for paying for these additional costs is to raise the current um, solid waste fee which is we, we charge all of our customers $5 a month. And so at $250,000 increase in expenses, that would raise the monthly fee about $2.50 a month. Okay, all right. So what about option number two? In option number two, all recycling services would be eliminated. And we would, we would basically just maintain the current trash collection services. Now, because of this, there would still be an increased cost because we would have to haul more materials to the landfill. Okay. And this option also includes a, a, a new truck for part of our truck replacement. So we would still be looking at an additional $250,000 increase, which is basically the same as option one. Okay. Then option three, we would still continue to collect paper and cardboard recycling but we would eliminate plastic and cans. Um, there would also be a new a, a truck replacement with this option, but we're still looking at an increase in cost of about $300,000 per year. So options one, two, and three, there would, there would be an increase in costs, and we're really not accomplishing, we're not really dealing with the, the issues because it, it's not going to help the employee issues that we have today. Sure. And I think our residents, for the most part, want to be able to recycle. So right, right. You know, taking part of that away while still increasing costs is, you know, those really aren't good options. Right, right. So then we get into the other options. Um, and, and that's where it starts to get a little more complex. But option four, we would, we would maintain all of the the current services that we currently provide but we would add an additional crew of employees and an additional truck to help spread the the workload out okay because right now um, our employees they have to lift 
almost seven and a half tons of trash every day. Holy cow. <laughs> yes. And, and, and that's, I, I think that's one of the reasons that we experience so many injuries is because these employees are being overworked. And so by adding an additional crew, that, that would help out. Okay. By, yeah. by doing that and adding an additional truck, and that would, that would add about $900,000 in additional cost. So for every $100,000 of additional cost, it would require the, the rate to go up by about a dollar per month. So a $900,000 cost would increase the, the current rate about $9 a month. Now, option four, there was a mention of uh, adding a glass crusher at a drop-off location for glass recycling. So uh, maybe a little bit more on what's involved there. And, uh, you know, right now the city's not collecting glass. So we're, what's involved with this? Sure. We're, we're not collecting glass, but we have still received a lot of feedback from our, our residents that they want to be able to recycle glass. Unfortunately, the, the global markets are not such that we, we, we really can't take the glass anywhere. But we've looked into an option where we could purchase our own glass crusher where we would crush the glass and it could be used for purposes such as um, backfilling around our uh, utility line replacements okay. in the trench. It could also be used for uh, as mulch. Some, some places use it as mulch for, for landscaping certain areas. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, council seems to be very interested in, in, in that. And what, we would all, what that option would also include is a drop-off location. We would not be able to pick up everybody's glass curbside. Okay. But pe people would have a – they could bring their glass to this location that we, in essence, would be – doing the best we can to, to reuse the glass in, a, in, in that kind of manner. Yeah, all right. So now let's look at options five through seven. Sure. Well, options five through seven really would be a, a major change to what we currently do today. What that would, these options consist of primarily is to add roll-off roll carts that would be used to collect. And so every customer would receive a, a roll-off cart that they would put their trash in. They would roll this cart to the curb. In certain areas where we can, we would purchase different kinds of trucks so that the collection would be automated. Ah, so the lifting would be done by the truck. Right. In, in areas... Um, some of the downtown streets where they're very narrow and there's a lot of cars that park on the street yeah. where we could not use the automated system, we would still need our employees to roll the cart to the truck, but then there would be a, a lifting mechanism that would empty the cart for the employees so that they're not having to lift it. Got it. Got but, it. Um, this, this would go a long way to reducing employee injuries. Turnover. Turnover. 
And I think it would it would be more convenient for our customers too. Sure, sure. Be, because one of the issues that we face is that the rules for how much trash you can put out are confusing to a lot of our residents. They're difficult for us to administer sometimes. People tend to put out more than they're supposed to. Sure. With with these carts, you would have to put your trash in the carts. You could and we would only pick up what's in, what's this in cart. the cart. Yeah. And and so it's very understandable. Yeah, um, e- you've easier. got a visual reminder. This is all you can put in there. Right, and I think we would we would look at perhaps there there might be three different sizes of carts. So you know a, a, a larger family would need a bigger one. Okay. Uh, you know a single person you know could get by with a small one. Right, right. So that's really what what options um, five, six, and seven entail. Um, option five would be a cart just for trash pickup. Option six, there would be two carts for every customer, one for trash, one for recycling. And option seven, which I called the, the Cadillac um, <laughs> option at, at, at the work session, we would also add an additional crew to pick up glass curbside. Okay, all but, right. But, you know, the, the, the cost for these options um, are, you know, it's, it's not cheap. Um, so option number five, where it would be just carts for trash pickup, would add about a million dollars in expenses. Wow, okay, all righty. And uh, as far as, as, far as uh, what was decided, uh, what, did, what did council come up with? Well, they haven't, they haven't made a final decision, but the direction that they gave us was to look at including option number five, which would include a roll-off cart for, for trash collection for every customer, and to look at, at phasing it in over, say, a two- or three-year period. Okay. So that's what we are going to include in the budget proposal that will go to council, the whole citywide budget proposal that will go to council in March for their um, discussions and consideration. So that's that's really where we're at right now. There will still be a lot of details to work out, you know, how we we phase in the program, what if, if there's a, a phase in period for for rate increases to, to pay for it. Right, and, and certainly we we want to get input from our residents um, as to, as to their thoughts on moving forward in in this direction. And in seeking information from the residents, I mean they they want to recycle. They were willing to uh, to pay a little more, right? We we did do a survey um, last year where we we asked residents if they if they would be willing to to pay additional money to to be able to recycle and. Overwhelming, the the vast majority of the responses were yes, we would be willing to pay to, to to be able to do that. Okay, all right. So Perry, I tell you, man, I don't envy you. That's uh, going to be a tough project to pull together and to uh, implement citywide. But appreciate you being here. Oh, always happy to be here. And we, you're right. This this would be a challenge, um, but I think it would be an exciting challenge. And, and we really look at it as a, as a benefit, not only for the city and our employees, but for the residents as well. We, we, we think it would improve upon the service that we, we currently provide.
All righty. So again, that five-year plan phased in for option five, current recycling services, the glass crusher, and the roll-off carts for the trash. That, that's correct. Yes, All you got right. it. All right. Hey, Perry, thank you very, very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. After a short break, we're going to be back with the Now You Know segment and a list of some upcoming events and activities. Hang in here with us. The city of Winchester is nine square miles, situate at the top of Virginia with a population of 28,000. It is a small but flourishing city known for its vibrant downtown. Winchester and its surrounding area produces a quality of life residents feel safe raising their families in. However, when murder occurs, it rocks the community. I'm Lieutenant Amanda Behan with the Winchester Police Department, and I am excited to bring you in on my journey with retired detective Craig Smith to look at cold cases. This is Defrost, Winchester's true crime with Behan and Smith. Stay tuned for our first episode airing March 11, 2020, in which you will get the unique opportunity to listen alongside law enforcement as we look closely into an unsolved homicide from over 40 years ago and unravel the details each month. And now it's time for the Now You Know segment, where we talk about interesting City of Winchester facts that you may not be aware of or important information you need to know. For instance, did you know that the city offers several resources to help you stay informed about public works services? To find your refuse and recycling collection day, use the city's online property search program to find the day that your refuse and or recycling is collected each week. Just enter your address and information about your property will populate, including your refuse and recycling collection days. Never miss a collection due to a holiday schedule change by signing up for the city's notification system. Create a profile and opt in under subscriptions to receive refuse and recycling collection change alerts by way of text, phone, email, and more. Submit a service request and track its progress using the city's 311 system online, the city's mobile app, or CityBot texting service. Local residents can submit service requests for a variety of tasks such as street light out, pothole, missed refuse recycling collection, blue recycling bin needed, city tree issue, dead animal and roadway, and much more. Create an account to track the progress and receive updates or submit anonymously, but no account needed for CityBot. Discover the leaf collection area number in which your property is located and get daily updates of where the crews are going to be collecting leaves curbside by way of the Public Works Leaf Collection webpage. All this information and more is available on the Public Works webpage on the city's website. And if you didn't know before, now you know. And we close with upcoming events and activities offered by the City of Winchester and Partners. AARP is providing free tax service at the Jim Barnett Park Rec Center from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday through April 15th of 2020. Starting at 8 a.m. on Tuesdays, you can call 540-247-6479 for more information and to sign up. Hey, have you heard the exciting news? Winchester Police Chief John Piper will host Mocha Mondays every first Monday from 7.30 to 8.30 at various coffee shops in Winchester. The first Mocha Monday is going to be held March 2nd at Starbucks on South Pleasant Valley Road. The annual Old Town Winchester St. Patty's Celtic Fest returns March 7th. There's going to be plenty of live music and entertainment at various locations in downtown Winchester. More information will be posted on the enjoyotw.com website. 
The next community meeting hosted by Vice Mayor John Hill and Councillor Herbstritt is going to be held on March 7th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon at the John Mann Wesley Parish United Methodist Church located at 527 Van Fossen Street. Local residents are invited to attend to learn more about the city's refuse and recycling services and ask questions. If your child loves to paint, sign them up for the Winchester Parks and Recreation's Little Brushes for ages 2 to 5 or acrylic painting for kids ages 6 and up. Several classes are available in March and April. There's also acrylic painting classes for big people, adults, so sign up now to save your spot. And register now for Winchester Police Department's Citizen Police Academy. This free program begins on March the 12th. Sessions are held in the evening. You can visit the winchesterpolice.org website to register. So thanks for joining us. I'm Barry Lee with 92.5 Wink FM. We'll be bringing you another episode of the Rouse Review on the second Thursday in March, and we'll see you then.